0: Hello, everybody. Jim Malone here, coming to you live from Dallas Trading Floor. Well, it is Friday the thirteenth. I hope uh, everyone's okay. Kind of, kind of a good or unlucky day. I don't know how it, uh, how it is with you, but uh, definitely it's Friday the thirteenth. So, <laughs> you know, there you go. Um, you know, we just, uh, just try to make it through here uh, through the end of the week. You know, we're uh, the indexes are still pretty strong. Uh, you know, but we've we've definitely got um oh, that's not loading there right. Huh. Okay. The indexes are still pretty strong, but uh, you know, hey, we've got um you know we've got uh, issues with uh some of the other things here. So um so let's see if we can get this up. Okay, there we go. All right. Um well let's go to the first oops. Hopefully there we go. All right. Okay. Well, hmm. there we go. Okay, so let's view that. So let's go to the so let's go to the slides here. There we go. And you know we're still we're still in a confirmed uptrend. The market direction is still up, which is a good thing. Uh, You know, which which is definitely which is definitely a good thing. The indexes have been doing well. The S and P five hundred and the Dow Jones have been doing pretty good. Um yeah, the Nasdaq, well, it's, you know, it's not as good as as some of the others, but let's take a look at the uh, S&P first. And uh, you know, we are moving we're in an uptrend day today, so it looks as if we have a good trend here. We're almost uh, into the buy range, and the interesting thing about this is we've pulled to about the you know, we're right about the 360 level, which is excellent for this. And by the way, this is the world's largest ETF. Many people have their entire net worth in this. So this is a very important thing. So we are pulling higher. So that is a good, you know, that, that in and of itself is a, is a, is a good sign. Um, we also, I also want to show you the cues. The cues are moving up today, too. Not as much as the S&P, but a little bit. And again, the key level here is about the 275 level. And we've definitely made some very good progress off of that. So hopefully we'll be, you know, we've changed we've changed direction. We're going to move up. I suspect, you know, it'll be an all clear signal if we get above about three hundred five. Currently, it's a 290, uh, 290.24 on the QQQ Trust. So uh, that is literally where all the big techs live. That's where Microsoft is, of course. That's where Apple and a lot of the other ones. Is. Um, some of the larger techs are also in the Dow but uh, the QQQ is the one we want to watch and the key level on that is about uh, you know it's about the 300 level about to about 305 currently it's 290 and it's moving in an upward trend so that is good we have good relative strength on that that means that uh, money is still flowing to the tech sector and the relative strength is 81 that means that it is it is doing better than than basically all but 20 you know all but 20 um, percent of the market so the Q's are in the top 20% currently, and that is good. So we are moving higher on the QQQ. Definitely something to be very interested in. I want to show you the Dow Jones. That's pulled back a little bit today. Uh, and we, you know, we had we had we've had some very very good days on the Dow. You know, we've basically had two really good days. It pulled off a little bit yesterday, and it's down uh, basically to about two um, two eighty nine seventy six currently. And, uh, but it seems to be, you know, continuing this upward trend. This is good. Um, and if the, if you're looking at the formations on this, this is what they call a double bottom. There's a double bottom on this. So, actually, this is telling me, based on this chart pattern, the overall market is likely to move higher. So that's that's what that's saying. So hopefully we can keep up with that trend. And that's looking fairly good on the Dow Jones. Now that's the Spider ETF. Um, that's not, now, I do have a kind of a special for you today. Um, I have been, you know, I moved out of some of the other stocks, uh, such as um, Palantir and some of the other ones, but I have moved in today with a full position in the small portfolio on a company here in Dallas. Actually, it's a Little Elm, Texas. It's a company called Retractable Technologies, and the symbol of that is RVP. Now, I purchased it at 805, And so this is not really a proper buy point. I just want to be clear about that. A little bit of speculative because they are going to have earnings tonight. So if the earnings are good, you know, it might pull back a little bit. I did set my stop loss at 746. So if it does pull back a little bit, um, you know, I'm, I'm ready for that. But uh, we, do, we do see some nice volume spiking in there. You know, and who knows? The trend is up on this one. We'll see what happens. Um, you know, I went in with one, uh, basically one position. Now, what do I mean by positions? This is what they call position trading. And this is something, if you can get in the habit of doing this, this could be very, very helpful for you. And here's how it works. If you take the total value of your portfolio and you divide it by eight, that is each one of those eight pizza slices <laughs> is one full position. When you go into a stock and Initially, you either want to go, you never want to go any more than about one position at a time. When you go in, typically the rule of thumb is you want to set your stop loss at about seven percent down. So you want to take whatever you paid for that stock, multiply it times about 0.93, and that gives you about a seven percent kind of kind of cushion there. And you want to put that in good till cancel stop loss and just set that. Then, if the stock moves higher, you're, you're great. But if it moves lower, you're sold out, but you don't sell out. You don't. You don't damage your entire portfolio. If you do it that way, your maximum risk is basically one percent. Now, here's how I get to that number. If you have eight slices and you're only risking one slice, and you're only risking seven percent, well, that's approximately eight percent. So if you divide eight by that that loss, that you get one percent. So you you're, you're limiting your loss on that particular trade. To one percent, and that's what I mean by a full position. So, with retractable, I went in with a full position. It's a little bit speculative, and then I set my stop loss, my one, my my seven percent down stop loss. Which, because I only going in with one position, that equals approximately one percent of my portfolio. So I just wanted to kind of to give you a, an idea of kind of what I was doing there, you know, and what I mean by this full position, half position, all that kind of jazz. You know, it's kind of sometimes it's kind of confusing. Here are my current current holdings that I have, and this is across a number of portfolios that I trade. But uh, I'm still in Cloudflare. Uh, that is uh, uh, that that is going to be uh, going to be doing earnings. It's down a little bit today. Uh, GBDC, that's GrayScale Bitcoin Trust. I've done quite well on that actually. It's, it's pull back a tad. GBTC is the one on that. I'm also in a, a Form Factor, which is uh, F O R M. That's up pretty nicely today i'm also in another medical one resmed rmd that's the sleep apnea company and they've done pretty well they're moving up a little bit i'm in emfit that is a company that is going to be acquired by marvel technology but it is uh, it's 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 up today a little bit just a tad 40 cents it's probably it's going to be uh, topped out soon Um, you know about 147 is going to be 147 148 so it's practically at the limit of of where it's going to go it's up $2.77 today and of course retractable technologies in and when this slide was taken it was off a little bit but I bought it at 805 and it's currently trading at about 828 so that kinda gives you sort of an idea you know of where I'm trading and you know how I'm doing on that and of course what I have out here is uh, if you're interested I have a action trade alerts and they're easy and we send those out based on you know good trades that are coming into the market. Sometimes you know we're not available to put it out on TikTok so we'll send it out on the action trailers. alerts and it's super easy to get onto those action trade alerts. All you have to do is go over to www.dallastradingfloor and then there's this little man here and right under that it says it's kind of a happy man with a chart. That's me, hopefully. I'm not quite as skinny as that unfortunately though subscribe free trailers first and last name email address hit that subscribe button of course it's all free cancel anytime you like and it's just so that you can see how i'm in trading at all times and by the way on the site we also have some very interesting uh ideas here if you want to learn to trade the can slim way and i think that's a great way to trade because many of the top traders in the world do trade that way uh, the books on how what CanSlim is are on my site. Now I did not write this. I did not invent CanSlim. It was invented by William O'Neill, one of the greatest traders of all time. And there are two books that I think that you possibly should look at and get How to Make Money in Stocks, A Winning System, Good Times Are Bad, and How to Make Money in Stocks, at Getting Started. That's sort of the Cliff Notes for it. The best thing is to buy both of these, both of these books. Take a look at them, and that kind of gives you an idea of the lingo that I'm talking about. Also on my website. Www, Dallas Trading Floor. All of the current, um, all the current YouTube videos are are compli- um, compiled there as well, and I do have a new um, a, a new tab for a podcast. We're gonna, we're starting a podcast, and we're available on Spotify, iTunes, and such things like that. So, that is the um, you know that is that for uh, Dallas Trading Floor. So let me get back to let's get into the questions, and hopefully we're going to see. Yeah, I'm frozen a little bit <laughs> on on there. Okay. Hopefully we'll we'll get uh, you know we'll get a, questions up here in just a second. Uh, sometimes my sometimes I'm a little bit challenged when it comes to bandwidth, and I'm still I've still got the the, uh, the little um, uh, you know the little circle going. There we go. I think we now we now have the bandwidth back, and hopefully we'll, we'll be uh, on to on to the questions. So. I'm going to take a look first at the questions from uh, from from YouTube. So let's let's go let's get into those questions. I mean, of course, thank you very much, Christian. Always like to hear from you. Thoughts on next buy point for Palantir and JD and can, and also in NTDOI uh, work going into the holidays. Thanks, Jim. Hey, thanks, Jim. Thanks for thanks, Christian. I love your your uh, I love your comments because they're they're very many times. They're very, very insightful. I uh, definitely thank you very much for watching the show. So let's take a look at at Palantir. Now, I have sold out of Palantir. Uh, The symbol is P-L-T-R. Now, I sold it right before earnings. Uh, I may be back in it. It's up a little bit today. I sold it at $15. let us take a look at the chart on this. Um, You know, I think that this one may actually be buyable on the other side. I'm going to look at the daily chart here. I was I I came up with the weekly. There's the daily chart. Yeah, we we've pulled back and we've pulled right back up. So it looks to be very strong. I think that this is buyable right at this time. The reason I did not buy it, we have you know we just went through earnings, and uh, the reported earnings were basically uh, for this year were there was a loss of 0.53. Uh, and, and so it's a year-over-year year loss. Last year it was a, a point zero. It was nine cents a share. This year it's fifty-three cents a share. But um, you know we still have. You know we pulled back, and then now we're starting to pull up. So I think that this might be a very good time to get back into Palantir. And I think that you know there really isn't a strict buy point here. But I think that you could basically buy this anything above about fourteen. Uh, and I think that, you know, uh, f- uh, 1475 would be ideal. Now, currently, it's at 1563. I do believe it's going higher, though, by the way, uh, you know, based on what I'm seeing on this chart. So that's a very, very good question, Christian. I appreciate it. Uh, very good question on on that. And I think that, you know, it definitely has some, some wings. Now, let's look at JD. Now, I, a word of caution, everybody. Uh, a lot of people have been in BABA. BABA is having some deck... Some difficulties with the government of China, so I think you've got to be careful with Baba. But JD doesn't seem to have those issues, so I think that that is very good. It's pulling up beautifully. Uh, it's up five dollars and fifty-four cents today. Now today, there, now here's the, there is a cautionary note here. Uh, earnings are in three days, so I am probably not going to be in this until the ne- until next week if it shows strength. Um, it, it's, it's pushed up very nicely. It's at $91.89, 80, um, up $5.63, which is tremendous. And the relative strength is moving up. So I do think this is very strong. If you're currently in it, just it, I, think it, I think you could stay in it, but, but push your stop losses up there. Push them up a little bit so that uh, in case there's a pullback, you, you can capture that profit. If you're coming into the position as a new position, I don't think that, uh, I think you want to wait, we want to wait for earnings. Earnings are basically coming up in, and uh, they're basically coming up on the 16th of, um, they're, they're coming up on the 16th. That's Monday. So I would wait on earnings to see how that, that that happens. I think believe it's Monday after the bell on that one for JD, but I still think it's very strong and it should be on your watch list. It's definitely on my watch list. And by the way, speaking of watch lists, I do have uh, access to the Small Portfolio, and I do keep a watch list on there. And uh, if you're interested, uh, all you have to do is go to Floor and enter the information in, there's a box for, get a link to the Small Portfolio, and we'll send you a link and so you can see all the watch list and how I'm trading and everything like that, and that's available on Floor. And if you're watching on uh, TikTok, super easy to do. All you have to do is go to my profile on the screen, Click the link and you'll be taken directly to the page. So, uh, you can sign up for those links on, um, you know, for, to, to see to see how I'm trading it. So very interesting. Okay, so very good. Thank you very very much, um, uh, Christian. Let's do the last one. N D D. This is for this is for Christian here. Let's let's look at this at the stock. Let's see if I can bring it up. N T D O Y is the symbol and that is Nintendo. Everybody's heard of Nintendo. I certainly have. I used to have a Nintendo many years ago. It's pulled back a little bit and it did have excellent earnings. Just went through earnings up 141% year over year for the quarter. So, very very good earnings on Nintendo, but you know, this is very very typical of how stocks will trade. Coming into earnings, they'll move up and then when when earnings hit They'll pull back. So you be. So I, as a cautionary tale, going into earnings, I always like to either sell my position or hedge into earnings. One of the ways that you could hedge into earnings is if you have a stock coming into earnings, set the stop loss up very tight. Instead of instead of seven uh, percent uh, stop loss, you want to set it from where it's trading about two and a half percent down. And that's why if there is a pullback, when it goes through earnings. You'll be sold out with the profit, so that, that's it's all about the profit capture. I like Nintendo. It looks like it's turning direction. Let's see, let's see if the criteria if we can buy this thing. And basically, what I'm doing here is I'm showing you the checklist that I go through every time. Now it is basically an excellent checklist. It's got eight out of nine criteria. The only thing that it is failing on is that the funds are not. It's not a good. Accumulation uh, by the funds—it's—it's it's essentially the funds are not moving into the stock now. Why is that important? Well, in order to move a stock, typically, you need these funds. If you if you totally depend on retail investors, that is a trouble because there's just not enough retail investors out there to significantly move a stock. This is part of the problem with many of the Chinese stocks. It's not that they're bad stocks; it's just that there's not a lot of institutional investment. So. With Nintendo, of course, that's a Japanese company, and very, very strong. It has significant uh, fund ownership, but it and it is increasing. It's seventy-five funds, but in terms of the big picture, it doesn't really, you know, it it doesn't have as many funds as you know as some of these other like you know Cloudflare uh, of these other stocks. Basically, right now, most of the people that invest in Nintendo are retail investors, and that means that the potential for it is not as great. So would I would I buy this stock now? Probably not, even though it does have a relative strength of 81. I might watch list it, but I wouldn't I wouldn't buy it. And it's based on this fund ownership, uh, the ability to move higher. So so that's that's the way to go. Okay, we have a great question from um, uh, Shalish. Uh, thank you very much. Is Neo a buy, sell, or hold, or trade, or whatever? What is Neo? You know the EV stocks were pulling up, and now they're pulling back. It's, you know it's just one of those things. the The issue is, of course, that many of these are very volatile. They're 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 all coming for a position um, right today. You know, um, Neo is is you know it's pulling up again. It's three dollars and forty seven cents right now. It's at forty five dollars. So wow, it is just it's kind of going stratospheric. Now here's another thing: if you're not in the issue right now, be careful because we are coming into earnings. But one thing you can do going into earnings, if you're going to buy it into earnings, and you can buy this into earnings. This is a very powerful stock. But what you want to do is if you buy this now, if you buy NEO now, set your stop loss at 2.5%, please. Because if it does pull back, then you you won't be hurt. Because coming through earnings, these things can move down very heavily. But this has an excellent checklist. Eight out of nine. So I am very, very bullish right now on NEO and increasing fund ownership. So this is looking really good. Out of the Chinese EV makers, I think that NEO is the one that you want to be in. I'm currently not in it, but I am reserving some of my some of my small portfolio for it. So I do think it's a good I think it's a very good stock right now, and uh, you could definitely go into it. But if you do go into it before earnings, and remember, earnings are in four days for NEO, you want to set your stop loss at about two and a half percent not the normal 7% that you would in a regular stock, not, not going through an event such as the earnings. Typically in earnings that will that will move a stock either up or down, but typically it moves it back. So that's kind of a, that could be kind of a bummer if you're getting into it. Hey, Jim, I have 300 shares of SPWR at 18 1864. Could you show me how to hedge them with some calls? Okay? Well, what you can do, What we can do is we can sell some calls. So let's look. So so let's go and get the chart for. uh, What I'm going to do is I'm going to switch my. um, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna switch my chart here a little bit so I can do this. Let's go to. uh, You know, let's go over here to get the. um, The options chain. And that's how we do this. We go to the options chain, and the one I'm going to use is the one from. Uh, the Nasdaq. So let's go get to the Nasdaq option chain, and we'll put that up here in just a sec. There we go. And let's see. We're looking for S. Um, we're looking for SPWR. S. P. W. R. And I'll put that up. And of course, that is SunPower, uh, and it's up today twenty-one cents, or one point five percent, which is really excellent. So. Going in, going in, and uh, you know, into earnings. Let's see if we could hatch that a little bit uh, on this. Okay, I'm looking out here at about the December. That's actually December 18th call, the 64 call. Uh, here's what I would do on this. Okay, so we're at 18. Okay, let's see. Let's see if we have a call at. Uh, all right. Let's see. Okay, on the 19 call. You know, here's how here's how you can hedge. Here's how you can hedge your your bet a little bit. Uh, here, uh, let's let's look at the let's look at the Nasdaq um, option chain here. And we do have this December 11th call. It's a uh, it's a 19 call. So you you, you 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 know it's not it's not a whole lot of um, uh, you know it's not a whole lot of upside. But it's selling for a dollar and seventy three cents. So if you were to take Uh, If you were to take where you are now and then uh, you're at 1864, uh, I would do this. I would sell the 19 uh, December 11th call. Now, you're going to limit the amount of money that you can make, but it gives you a little bit of downside protection. You could could sell three contracts, three call contracts uh, for 173. So that's what I would do. Or possibly, actually, probably a better move for you would be right at the money uh i would sell well a little bit below the money there's an 1850 call it's a december 11th call for 201 so you could you could get 600 dollars for that right away if you did that so that's how i would i would handle that particular strategy uh for uh you know for hedging uh hedging a little bit and you're going to have you know, the way to do it is to sell a call approximately at your cost and that's going to give you. Uh, you know that's going to give you a pretty good number. So let's—I've been ignoring the people on on TikTok. So let's get some questions from TikTok. Thank you so much for holding on. Okay, uh, will will Neo go up? Who knows? I probably will. Remember, we're coming into earnings. So uh, the thing about Neo that you've got to be very concerned about is with Neo. Uh, when it comes to earnings, it can pull back. But if you're going to buy it into earnings, and I think you possibly can, with NEO earnings are basically in four days. Basically, Tuesday of next week is when earnings are going to happen for NEO. Uh, the best way is to buy and then set, and then do a stop loss at two and a half percent below where you purchased from. It's a very very tight stop loss, so you make it you make it stopped out. But if it reverses it's it's a good way to go on that so uh, that's how that's how I would handle it um, when uh, when when will ACB go back up let's look at ACB you know what goes up must come down right is that that's what they say I don't know that's not that's not good all right so let's look at ACB ACB is basically Aurora Cannabis. you know here's the thing about cannabis stocks and you know I don't You know, no moralization here. Uh, The biggest problem with cannabis stocks is going to be legalization. Now, if Biden is the winner, there is a chance for for nationwide legalization. Now, Aurora, of course, is a Canadian company, and they are legal all the way around. But, you know, the problem with cannabis is that it is so easy to grow it. I don't know anything about it. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) About that, uh, it's so easy to grow that there's a tremendous oversupply. As a matter of fact, if you go to the state of Oregon, I think everybody and their brother is growing marijuana, and so you know they're trying to put it in everything. There's uh, you know CBD oil, and there's uh, there's hemp couches, and and all this stuff. We are swimming, <laughs> we are literally swimming in cannabis. So I can't recommend Aurora cannabis. I don't think it's going to move back up, and I wouldn't be an investor. I would be out of this thing. And I would I would lose this thing like a cheap habit. Boy, this is a bad chart, and it has a terrible buying uh, buying criteria too. It's only three out of nine. So, boy, I tell you what, you know, there's a lot better places to place your capital. I know it's I know it's painful, you know, when you think that you know that uh, everybody thought that uh, the, the marijuana business would be the greatest business in the world. Well, the legal marijuana business is probably one of the worst businesses in the world. The illegal business is probably very good. But uh, the legal business, not so much. I just think you need to get out of it. And, uh, you know, it's just one of those things. You you know, you live and you learn. And I just don't think that the marijuana stocks, the marijuana stocks haven't really been doing well for about, uh, oh, three years. I did, three years ago, when it just started out, I was an investor in a a mutual fund with symbol MJ, but it hasn't, I have sold out of that, you know, two years ago. It just hasn't shown any good movement. Unfortunately... Uh, but you know, it's just it's just one of those things. Let's take a look at some of the other people on TikTok. Thank you so much for a lot of people are joining. Hey, wow, that's cool. Okay, so here we go. Is FSLR in a buy range? Okay, well, let's look at FSLR to see if that is true. FSLR, and that is of course for solar. And you know what? I do like this chart. This is one of the ones I kind of do like. Uh, it does have a nice upward trend. Let's put that up on the screen so that you can see it. And by the way, if you're looking on TikTok, I'm simulcasting this, uh, actually the charts. On the TikTok chart, I'm just showing the retractable technology chart, but on the, uh, I'm actually doing live charts on the YouTube feed at youtube.com slash Dallas Trading Floor. And this is episode number 174. So uh, let's look at this chart here. We, t- we have a. Uh, it looks as if our. Um, yeah, let's see if I can get there. We go. Okay, so we do have a, we do have an upward trend, which is nice. We do have a cup formation with a potential buy point. Let's go to the daily chart to see kind of where we're going. Now it's pulled back a little bit. I don't like this. I, the short term trend. I don't like this short term trend. We have a downward. We we have a, we have a downward trend on this. In the short term, so I think you have to be a bit careful. Where would I possibly buy this? Well, uh, what I would do is I would see if it looks like the candles are. are it looks. It seems like there's there's some resistance at about the eighty dollar level. It's currently stranding at seventy nine ninety five. But you know what? I wouldn't be a buyer on until we got a reversal. And I think that uh, you know if if we pulled above the twenty one day exponential, then I think you could buy it. Uh, Potentially. The 21 day exponential is 83.37. Now, what do I mean by that? Why do I mean? You know, everybody would say, well, why wouldn't you want to buy this? It's cheaper now. Why would you buy it for more expensive? Because if it moves above the 21 day line, it's showing strength and it's changing its direction. Right now, it's in a downward trend. But if it moved above the 21 day exponential at 83.37, then it would show an upward trend. So I want to see that happening. So I want to see it cross that 21 day line. So would I buy this now? No. But I would watch list this, and I would alert. I would put an alert on this one. I'm not in this one currently. I would put an alert at 83 on this one. The checklist looks pretty good, 7 out of 9. So that's pretty good. The ownership is, is good. I mean, there's people coming. There's a lot of funds going in there. That's what I like to see. I like to see funds going in to an issue. Because remember, it's the funds that move the market, not the individual investors. You know, basically, us little individual investors, we're little like minnows out here. And we just follow along with the whales and see where they're going. And We go there, and then if we do that, that, that we, we see where the good stuff is. So with First Solar, I like the stock, I like everything about it, but I don't like the trend. So I wouldn't buy this one. Currently, I'd wait a little bit on for solar, but it's a great question, and I appreciate you bringing it up. So watch this one, set an alert at 83, and that might be a good buy point for uh, you know for for this one. So let's look at this one, AVPO. Thanks, Marcin. Thanks for thanks for stopping by uh, today. Please tell your friends, <laughs> AV, <laughs> AVPO. Alrighty, righty, let's take a look. And oh wait a minute, I don't get a, I don't get a symbol on that. Let me see if I got that right. AVPO, is that right? AVPO, it is. I'm sorry, I don't see. Oh, okay, Marcel. Let's go for, let's go for Leib, um automotive. This is one of the Chinese electric vehicle companies, of course. And uh, it's not quite as prominent as Neo, and it has pulled back a lot today. Yeah, this is sort of one of the dangers of coming of having a thinly traded stock. Now, let me explain about this. What do I mean? <laughs> what do I mean by this? As you can see, it went through earnings. Did it, no, did it go through earnings? Yeah. It. There was a huge sell-off yesterday. This is what they call a short squeeze. OK, there's a, there was a huge sell-off. So let's go back to the weekly chart and take a look at that. Yeah, it went up all the way up to 40 but it's pulled all the way back to 31 So wow, we uh there's a lot of interesting action on this one this is pretty thinly traded 99 relatives of strength though that's very strong uh, the checklist is uh, 70 70 percent that's seven out of nine that's not too bad not 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 uh, not not uh, great in terms of earnings to share but well actually pretty great actually pretty good let's look at the this is the, this is the issue with Li there just is not enough funds in this there's only 75 funds and it's an automobile company so um, would I take a flyer with this one? You bet you, I would. Uh, but unfortunately, not at this level. Not at this level. The the last um, the last cup with handle formation, uh, had a buy point basically on the breakout of of about twenty one dollars and eighty six cents. So currently it's at thirty one. I think it's a little bit extended. Definitely want to put this on the watch list. I would not buy this one now. It just is not set up right. But if it pulls back a little bit more and then shows some strength. At about the twenty-six, twenty-seven dollar range, then I think you could possibly move into this one. But right now, I think you have to be careful with Li. I just I don't. I think there's better ones. I think Neo is probably going to be better for you than that one. So you you know here's the thing, uh, you know, and uh, stocks are very unfair. The winner takes all. <laughs> it's winner take all. So in the Chinese automotive space, I think you want to be careful. And I specifically think you better get careful with the the non-leaders. Right now, as far as I can see, at least in the Chinese companies, the leader is Neo, and and nobody else. So it's really Tesla or NIO or then one of the other automobile manufacturers. Now, here is a kind of a lower risk trade on the EV space. Interestingly enough, the biggest manufacturer of cars in China it's none other than General Motors, which is really strange, and they are starting to build cars in China now. This is a low-risk trade, and this is kind of your. This isn't, as as they used to say, this isn't your father's old It's your grandfather's Oldsmobile. Oldsmobile was a brand that that GM had at one time. It was discontinued, but if you if you're looking to make a um, a stand in the in the vehicle space. You know what? I was looking and I found General Motors. Now, I haven't bought General Motors ever. I've never bought the stock. I've never owned it. This is not only this is not wasn't my father's stock. This is my grandfather's kind of stock. But interestingly enough, the charts are looking pretty decent for General Motors, if you could believe that. And they're producing a ton of electric vehicles in China, and and you know their Buick brand. Believe it or not, nobody likes Buick in the United States. But in China, Buick is a big deal. So, this is might be a, might, instead of instead of going with companies that are undercapitalized like Li Motors, why not go with one that is capitalized properly and that's GM? It doesn't. It has a 66 checklist, which is my minimum six out of nine. It has excellent fund ownership. It's increasing, believe it or not. It actually pays a dividend, and it actually sometimes makes money so if i was looking to you know i have been pulled i pulled out of tesla but here's one thing i want to show you in the chart on gm it has this very very nice upward trend and so you know interestingly enough gm might be the ev company for you <laughs> and i never would have thought that but uh, I, I am coming to that conclusion not very sexy but uh, it might be it might be a good choice. GM is the symbol, and it trades at about forty one oh nine, and I, it's pretty stable. It's up three dollars and seventy two cents today, or nine percent. And this is General Motors, folks. So instead of buying the Chinese companies, think about buying uh, think about buying a GM. <laughs> you never know. You never know. Um, okay. Uh, let's see. Okay. Uh, Jim, thanks for your advice, Mr. positive. Well, hey, you know, if we didn't have a positive attitude, I'd be crying. So it's <laughs> not some of my trades anyway. Uh, but I am excited. Uh, I am excited going forward. There's a lot of good stuff to, uh, you know, that are, that are coming up. Let's look at this next one. Thanks for, you uh, go Tigers, hey, Detroit. NVEE. Let's look at NVEE. NVEE. And that is NVS Global. And it is a professional and technical engineering company, and uh, I'm not that familiar with it. Uh, it's currently trading at 69.60. It's up eight dollars and twenty-nine cents. Looks like it has had a blowout in terms of earnings, up forty percent year over year. That's pretty excellent. Relative strength is 87. Let's look at the rest of this. Uh, it has got a very nice checklist, eight out of nine. That's good. Then the fund ownership, it uh, it's pulling up back a little bit. Uh, here's the thing. Here's here's. It does have a nice upward trend from about the, since we began this from about March of this year. It, there there is a, there there is an upward trend on this, but overall this has a downward trend. Unfortunately, and I don't mean to be negative, Nelly, but it looks like it's pulling above that. So, if if this if this if this stock moves above, I think I do think this is a buyable stock. If it moves above about, and I'm looking about here, yeah. If it if it if it forms a base, and it, and it and it moves higher, it about ten more dollars. I think if you could, I think you possibly can buy this, uh, coming coming out of this. But I think I would be very careful. I wouldn't buy this one right away. I would wait until there's a little bit better chart pattern. But I appreciate you bringing it up because it's it's a it's a stock that I hadn't I was not that familiar with. So I do appreciate it. Beam is the next one, B-E-A-M, is the symbol on that. So let's look at BEAM, B-E-A-M. All right, and that's BEAM Therapeutics. This is also, I do like this one. I, I do like this one. Here's why I like these kind of things. It's in, now this is not, they, they always say you buy, when you buy a stock, you buy it on two criteria, technical criteria and fundamental criteria. When you sell a stock, you sell it totally on technical criteria. But this one, I like this area that it's in because I like DNA testing. I like testing in general. I I think this is an IPO, and it's had a very nice run. It's on a first-stage consolidation. This is something that I would consider putting on my watch list, Beam Therapeutics. Now, I don't own this one. I have been moving, uh, just so you'll know, I've been moving out of some of the more software... Uh, tech-oriented issues into some of the the medical issues mainly because of the results of the election. I do think that um, you know some, there is going to be a shift into many of the medical products uh, based on the election. But you know that's just a speculation on my part. So I do really really like this one. This is a gene editing company, CRISPR Therapeutics is another company that I like in this space. Here's the thing I really like about this one. Uh, it you know it's it's got the minimum checklist, but the funds are starting to move into it. It is it's a little bit early because it's an IPO and IPOs are tough to buy. Let me tell you, they're tough to buy. And it's currently trading above. It's currently trading above its first stage consolidation buy point. What I'm going to do is I'm going to put out the buy point on this one. Uh, the buy point uh, for Beam B E A M buy point is equal to 31. See if that's right. 30 31 uh, on first stage consolidation. And this this is a good time to te- to possibly walk through this. Can you buy this above the buy zone? Possibly. Possibly. Because it looks like it looks like the the, the trend is definitely up with this one. Um, we, I would wait until we come through earnings on this. Let's look at earnings here. Uh, earnings are due on the 31st or so at the end of the year. So we we're through earnings, which is good. We're through earnings so we, we so I would not buy this into earnings but I, you know this is definitely buyable at this at this time. It's up 0.29. now what I would do is I wouldn't buy it it probably wouldn't buy it at this level. I would wait until it pulled back a little bit possibly closer. To the buy point, which is 31, but this is an excellent, excellent stock, and I think that uh, you want to watch list this one, but not buy it. But I'm going to watch list this in the small portfolio because I do that. I really, really like this one, but I wouldn't be a buyer today of this. All right, so let's look at uh, K T O S to see if there's anything there that we can discern from that. K okay. T O S. Did I get that civil? Yeah, I didn't. You know, I fat-fingered that one. Here we go. There we go. Um, Okay, provides weapon systems for testing. um, Hmm. It's in San Diego, so it's defense-related. You know, I can't recommend this one. I'm sad to say I cannot recommend this one based on this chart. It just isn't strong enough for me. Um, I I appreciate this, Edwin. Uh, Thank you very much for bringing it to my attention but I don't think this is a good enough chart. Uh, there, is a, there is a consolidation. It's just basically a first-stage consolidation. That the pivot is 22, uh, 26, but it only has a relative strength of 51. Oh, geez, I cannot recommend this one. Six out of nine on the checklist, and the ownership in terms of fund, it is it is going up, so that is good. I, I just I cannot recommend this one at this time. Uh, let's see if it pulls higher. If it... If it if it starts to close uh, significantly above uh, 24.97, it's currently at 20.09, then I think we can start watch listing it. But right now, unfortunately, this is not KTOs is not a um, it, it is not a buy right now. And I apologize. Uh, you know that's just one of the things. It's just I really can't recommend buying it at this time. Neo, why <laughs> he <line laughs> dropped today? Well, did Neo drop? I think it pulled back up. I think I think it did. Neo is very volatile. The thing about Neo is, um, and it's probably one of the best of the Chinese electric vehicle manufacturers. The problem is it's relatively thin in terms of its trading. Yeah, it's pulled back up. I mean, it's it's about 10 percent below its all time high, so it's definitely in a buy range. Um, it's up three dollars and twelve cents today. I think that's where it closed, $44.75. I do believe, though, that this one will pull back, probably to the, the 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 forty day line when earnings happen, and that's in four days. I suspect this one to be pulling back to about 26, oh, 2660, uh soon. So don't buy Neo, but if it pulls back to the to the uh, if it pulls back to the um, uh, to the forty to the forty day line. Uh, then, and it reverses, then possibly buy it, consider buying it. But not right now. Don't buy it into earnings based on this chart. I think you can see that there will be a pullback. This is essentially, I don't think this is a, you know, this does have some shorting activity on it, not a lot, but um, half a day. Uh, But I do think that, you know, there is about 7% of this issue is short right now. So there is some significant possibility that uh, that we will see this one pull back so uh, and I think this is what that's you know that's what's causing us to go up now, I know it sounds very confusing but if there's a lot of short interest and it comes into earnings and it gaps up then there is a lot of buying pressure for people that are buying to cover their shorts so I think that we want to wait and through and wait to earnings to see if it comes back down to that 40 day line if it does and reverses off that then I think you might have something there so uh, that's kind of the, kind of how I look at it in terms of that, so let's look at um, so uh, some uh, people that are coming in. Oh, should I buy Tesla? Okay, crazy gadget. <laughs> That's crazy gadget off of uh, off of TikTok, and of course we're broadcasting live on TikTok. So the symbol is TSLA, and can I remember You know, and everybody knows me as a Tesla bull, and I have been a Tesla bull, and I still am a Tesla bull. But I'm out of the stock right now. Why am I out of the stock? You say, gosh. Because I think that the stock is sort of resting a little bit. And I do think it's in what they call a basing pattern. And I just don't think it's going to pull up just the way it's been pulling up. It's just been phenomenal this last year. It's just, it's just gone up and up and up. I cannot recommend buying it. I think we're going to be closing. My, my guess here is that we're going to see it pull back to about the 360 level. And then at 360, I'm going to get much more interested. And I'm going to get really interested at about 340, but I do think we're going to be pulling down probably into the end of the year. I thought it was going to be able to go higher than the pivot, the pivot being at 502, but that does not appear to be happening. So I do think I do think this thing will be pulling back a little bit. Uh, you know, it, it, if you're in the stock and you have good profit, there's no reason to sell it. But it's just not a good time to enter the stock right now. Tesla, I think you want to kind of put on your watch list. Uh, I don't think that you want to. Uh, I don't think you want to be owning it right now. I'm going to. I'm. I'm anticipating a pullback to about the 360 level, maybe even the 340 level, and then if there's a reversal there, that's when you want to buy it. But we want to wait for reversal. It isn't. It's in a basing mode. It's moving lower right now, and so at least for right now, I don't think it's you know where you kind of want to be in terms of that. I, I just don't think you do. So that is uh, kind of where I'm at in terms of. Neo, I mean, in terms of Tesla. All right. So, and, and this is the question from Go Tigers. Thanks. Uh, no, I don't think it's time to get back into. I don't think it's time to get back into Tesla yet. I want to see Tesla pull back to about 360, maybe even 340, reverse off of that, and then I'm interested in being back in it. Because, so I think long term, you know, Tesla is a um, is a world beater. But you know, there's no reason to lose 30, 40 dollars a share while it's in the basing mode. So. That's kind of the way I believe uh, that it's going to move. Why is thirty-one? Why is the thirty-one dollar stock LI and NIU uh, would have thirty cent difference between a buy and a sell? Okay, very good question on ThinkOrSwim. That's a great question, uh, JJ. Uh, JJ is uh, it it was that's a question from uh, the YouTube uh, chat. Why is there so much difference? Why is there so much difference between the bid and the ask? Well, the reason that there is is because these stocks, LI and NIU, are very, very thinly traded. Okay? Now, if you have a stock that has millions of shares and is being, you know and is less volatile, then the bid and ask is almost nothing. It's about you know one cent, maybe even five cents. But in stocks that are very thinly traded, and that's definitely the case with LI, the bid and ask is very significant. So even though the stock goes up, you may not be able to sell it at the price that you can make any money on. So that's one of the things you have to be careful with in thinly traded stocks. And and almost with the exception of a very few issues, like JD, like BABA, most of the stocks that are being traded on the Chinese exchanges typically are thin relative to some of the ones that are on the New York Stock Exchange. So that's the reason why there's such a difference between the bid and the ask. And that's a, that's a very, very, very good question. And it's very frustrating. This is one of the reasons why, when you have stocks, and this goes for this goes for pink slip stocks and penny stocks, sometimes the bid ask uh, is just amazing, and uh, that can make them very hard to trade profitably. So, just uh, something to watch out for. AMWL. Let's look at that really quickly. It's AMWL, and that's American Well. And American Well has been one of the ones that has come out. You know, here's the thing about American Well. You know, not all IPOs are successful. I just think you know this is the hard lesson, and I definitely have learned this over time. We have a lot of selling going on here. Uh, we just went through. Uh, you know, we, earnings are basically the IPO was on the 17th of September, and the earnings are basically due on the first of uh, on the 28th of January. Uh, this just don't have the right chart it does have relative strength of 90 but there's been a lot of selling on this on the weekly chart um you know if you're in this one i think i'd be very careful yeah, you know if you want to stay in this one reduce your position maybe now what do i mean by reduce position well yes as i was saying before with the position trading you take your entire portfolio divide it by eight and that's one full position now if you have one full position of american well sell half of it because I don't think it's going to be uh, doing, doing as well. It has, some, it has some interesting mutual funds in it, and it does have you know some fund sponsorship, but the checklist is only 5 out of 9. This is below my criteria for buying. It does have a relative strength of 90, so that's good. It does have fairly good sales, but they're falling, unfortunately. No, I'm sorry. No, they're going up. Excuse me. They're just not just going up as fast. Um, but here's an issue on this. This should be a positive. This is not a tech company. Uh, you know, it's, uh, it's it, well, it is. It provides telehealth. So it's still losing money. So I just can't, you know, I know this is like, a, it's a Teladoc-like company. Um, but I just, I, I think that you, I think this one, you want to avoid this one. I really do. I think, I think it's, uh, uh, this one is avoidable. Uh, whereas I was in Teladoc and I did quite well, and I don't think this is the one that you want. It's just uh, the area; the, the 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 area is just getting too difficult to make money in right now, and they're not making money. C G C. Let's take a look at C G C, and this is a question for Jay. CGC. On I'm looking at on on uh, YouTube. Well, it looks like we pulled up there. Very nice. This is canopy growth again. This is one of the the, the pot stocks. Um, you know, um, most of these stocks are based in. Well, in fact, They all are. They're based in Canada, and they do sell in the American. The stocks do sell in the American exchanges, but uh, it's not. Of course, uh, cannabis is not legal in all fifty states. It is legal throughout Canada, but not in all fifty states. I just can't get excited about canopy growth. Uh, this was. You know, this is sort of an. This is sort of an idea. You know, three years ago I was very excited about these stocks, and I did, and I and I was uh, buying and selling these. Right now I am not because there's just too much supply of cannabis out there. Cannot be excited about it. Now that's on the, that's not on the technical. That's on the fundamental basis. But even on a technical basis, this has not got the kind of chart that I like to see. It's got a downward trending chart. All right. Now people will say, well, you know, why not buy it now? It's cheaper, and then, you know, then maybe maybe later on it'll go up. Well, I don't believe that. Because remember, when you're buying stocks, it's not like you're buying, you know, you're buying inventory to resell. So what you want to always be thinking about is, does somebody else want to buy this for more than I paid for it? That's the—that's a very important thing. So you're not buying it to consume it. Well, you might be with Canopy Crows. <laughs> you might be. But uh, you're buying it to resell it. So I cannot get behind this one. I don't think this is where you want to be. There's been some buying of this. They did. It looks like they did have some You know, some some decent cash flow, but they're still losing money and there's just a lot of competition. And uh so I just can't get excited without it. I I just unfortunately this this stock, and I'll show you the chart here, it just doesn't have the right right look. As you can see, that's a little red line that I drew, and it's got a downward trend. So that's not what we want to see at all, really. It's still got a seven out of nine checklist, so that's not bad. Let's look at the fund ownership. And it does have, you know, pretty good funders. It's pulling back a little bit. That's good, uh, but I just I can't get behind canopy growth, and this is one of the best of the pot stocks. I just think you want to stay out of this area until there's some consolidation, I just do. Uh, it, I don't think it's going to be as fruitful <laughs> as a lot of the other areas. So take a uh, Katrina, thank you very much f- for this question, off of YouTube, XPEV. Let's look at XPEV. Thank you for giving me the symbols, that's so much easier, XPEV because I don't know all the symbols offhand. I know some of them, but, okay, this is uh, Xping. Uh, this is also a Chinese uh, electric vehicle manufacturer. It, uh, it, it, it does have, it looks like some decent earnings, but it is still losing money. I'm a little bit leery about this one. This is up $7.18 today. Um, you know, I just, the, the problem with these, these, these manufacturers uh, is that, you know, there, there is a huge market, there's a huge addressable market in China for electric vehicles. Absolutely no question, but I think that you know when it gets down to brass tax, there's only going to be a few winners. I think Neo is going to be one of the winners, but interestingly enough, the car company that I think that is going to do probably one of the best in China, at least in the electrical vehicle market, uh, is believe it or not General Motors. <laughs> believe it or not, General Motors. So uh, you know why why not buy General Motors, which is the biggest manufacturer of motor vehicles in China. Why not buy them as opposed to this one? So I can't really get that much behind it. There's a lot of me-tooism in the Chinese stock. This might do very well, but I, I just I can't get excited about it with Neo. I think Neo is a better stock, uh, and I think Tesla is a better stock than Neo. So, but as an alternative, you might want to consider a very well-heeled foreign manufacturer manufacturing in China, and that's definitely General Motors. And they are, I think, the number one vehicle manufacturer in China. So, and and you can buy their stock for, and it's up significantly today. It's a $40 stock, and it's a real company. So, that is uh, kind of an interesting thing. Is Zoom a buy? Well, you know, Zoom, ZM, (laughs) is the ultimate stay at home stock, and that might work very well in uh, New York because they, you know, it looks like Andrew Cuomo is going to lock everybody up for uh, six more weeks. Man, I tell you, it's like Escape from New York there, uh, but it's falling. You know, I just I, you know, is it a good company? Yes, but I think it's gotten way, way too ahead of itself. I think I, you know, stocks have a have a life cycle. You know, and this one is just you know it, it went up really fast, and this is a bottle rocket company. It went up really fast, and they have a good product, but uh, can they sustain at the level that they're at? I think the I think the jury's still out. It's pulled back hard. And uh, let's look at the daily chart on it. The weekly chart is definitely showing that story. And the daily chart, I think, is a little bit more of the same. Yeah, it's moving down. It's at 403 right now. It was up at 588. Uh, it's just not what I'm liking to see. It's falling really heavily through that uh, 40-day average. Now, where could you buy this thing? Well, I do believe that there is a place to buy it, and that's going to be the 200-day line. I think it's going to pull back all the way to the 200-day. I hope that's not the case, but uh, I think that's what kind of looking like to me. Uh, we have earnings in 17 days, so that's a little bit that's a little bit uh, a little bit risky. So, what would I do with Zoom today? Nothing. <laughs> I wouldn't buy Zoom. Uh, the trend just isn't 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 the right trend for me, and as you can see. The trend is your friend, right? And this, unfortunately, is not the kind of trend that you want to see. That's a downward slope, and that's on the daily chart. Let's look at the weekly chart to make sure I'm not totally all wet. But we have the same problem with the, yeah, you know, we have the same problem. Until this thing reverses, we are in a downward slope, and there's been a lot of selling. So I cannot recommend Zoom on at this point, unfortunately. You know, it just isn't the right time for it uh, right now. Um. Okay, thoughts on Fastly Okay, well, you know, Fastly was one of my trade alerts It went up like a bottle rocket And boy, it came back down to earth fast But let's look at Fastly FS-LY. Let's see what's happening I still think it's a good company But um, I, it's not viable at the point at, 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 You know, it's, it's starting to get some strength Yeah, okay, very interesting So this might be a buy, eventually uh, This is definitely watch listable. As you can see, it pulled way back on the weekly chart, and now it's had two nice weeks of upward momentum, and it looks like it's going to retake the 40 day line at uh, 84. So, could you buy this at this time? It's a little bit premature to buy this, but I'm going to put this on the watch list. I do like this stock. Um, You know, I I do like Fastly, uh, and I do think it's going to come back. Uh, They did miss. And that's what caused this tremendous pullback. They did, they did miss on last earnings. But they still have extremely excellent sales growth, 42% year over year. And 37% are funds in this. They do have a negative cash flow, but that looks like that's being taken care of. And it's in the cloud area. So they're an edge cloud play. And I do like that area very, very much. And I was in this stock. I, I pulled out of it basically when it hit my 7% loss rule and I was out. I have not been back in since, uh, but it has a six out of nine, and it does have excellent funds ownership, and they are increasing. So, um, you know, will this thing move higher? Maybe because the relative strength is 98, and it's it's an upward trend. So, this is definitely a watch list for Fastly, and I'm going to have that out on the on, on the watch list. I appreciate for the uh, this comment. It's good comment. Uh, you know, good 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 potential on that. So. Uh, alright so oh um, ha- uh, I cannot uh, I-, I cannot get on your watch list oh I apologize for that uh, let me just kind of show you sort of how to, to see the watch list at all times in case there's a problem with the link or anything like that I'm going to show you right now on the screen how to do that so let me go ahead and pu- and pull that up so that you can uh, so that you can you can see kind of how to take a look at that watch list well what you do is you is you go over to uh you, you you go over to www dallas training floor and i just kind of want to show you what how to look at that this is the youtube videos you go over here to this thing called watch list you click on that watch list and then there's this little button it says push to see the watch list and then you push that and voila there you are you have the entire watch list so Thank you, uh, Sagapon. I appreciate that very much. Super easy now to get to the watch list at any time. All you have to do is go to wwwdallas floor and then go down to the watch list tab and then punch on that button and you'll see the watch list. And I maintain this each day. So this, I'm going to, and I'm going to improve this out. So I really appreciate that question. This will make it a lot easier with the access. Yeah, I had, I had stuff in there that wasn't working. As, again, I am a stock guy, not not the greatest technical guy. Even though I do, even though I am a SQL programmer, I just want you to know that uh, I'm very proud of that. Um, okay, so uh, thoughts on FSR? I have a $25 option, uh, a $25 call on uh, 2021. So let's look at, let's go back to see if we can, uh, if I can give you a good, uh, some you know at least something to chew on there with um with fsr so let's look at fsr real quick fsr and there we go that's frisker i do like frisker by the way this is the electric car company that i do think will be successful why because not for, for not not for technical reasons but for fundamental reasons they have a partnership with magma which is a really great company it's sort of like a uh, you know, it's sort of like a TSMC it's a company that can manufacture just about anything. So I really really like that about Frisker. Now let's look at the technicals because you know of course when you buy something, you buy it on technical merits, but you also buy it on fundamental merits and I do think these have good fundamental merits. The question is can we do anything with the technical merits? This has been uh, uh, Hans Frisker has been around for a while so he does have some real money. He has market cap of 1.2 billion. You need that kind of money in this business. It's extremely expensive business. Let's look at the, let's look at the chart. This is the daily chart on it. You know, it's this is a kind of an all over the place chart. It does have a relative strength of eighty nine. It has pulled up very nicely. It's a seventeen forty four up two dollars and forty three cents today. But that does not necessarily make a trend. Uh, we do have increasing fund ownership. I do like this. Here's the problem that I see with Frisker at this time, and that is. It does not have the funds. That is the key. It still doesn't have enough funds in here. And the checklist is not, it's a five out of nine, it's not a six out of nine. Six out of nine and start considering it. So what to do? I think that Frisker is a watch list at best right now. It is not a buy. I don't think you wanna be in this one right now. Now, will 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 it um, you know, could it move higher in the future? Absolutely. But I'm not really interested in, in in this in the stock until it's going it's over the twenty dollar range and showing strength, and that's not the case now. But there has been some buying that it may it may move a lot higher. There was a lot of buying on it today, and it definitely is moving higher. This is a watch list, not a buy, but it's watch listable. That's absolutely watch listable. FSR is the symbol for Frisker. Thank you very much. That was a a very 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 insightful. Uh, you know, uh, very insightful question. I appreciate that. Um, okay, so let's see what we have. If I can, uh, okay, beam. Okay, let's see, let's see. Uh, Jim, um, I know you're not a big fan of oil and gas, but can you please some, shed some light on CPE? Before COVID, it was forty-five dollars. Can you check uh, if the fund bought it or the, yeah, absolutely. I sure can. It's not that I'm not. A, it's not so I'm not, not, not a fan of oil and gas. My brother and I actually own mineral rights in, <laughs> in the Permian Basin. So I love it. <laughs> As a matter of fact, uh, trading in uh, oil and gas helps me get a stake to trade, actually, other stocks. But right now, I think it's a little bit uh, challenged, just, just to say. It, it's a little challenged now. It's, not, it's nothing against oil and gas. It's just, uh, you know, it's, right now we're in a cycle that, you know, we're in a downward cycle. I just can't recommend this one. It's got a relative strength of one. This is, unfortunately, this is the worst relative strength that you can have right now. And since I'm a trend trader, I can't really recommend this. But let's see if there's any funds in it. Let's kind of, you know, let's let's kind of scope it a little bit. It's got a 44 checklist, four out of nine. This just isn't good enough, unfortunately, for me. We have funds are selling this. This is a stock, folks, that that funds are selling right now, unfortunately, and that is definitely the case. It is moving from 200 to 195, and there was 350 last month. So the funds are basically giving up on this and they're going home. I, I you know, please, you know, funds are going to move this stock. The funds are selling out of this. There's half as many funds in this as there were, um, you know, as, as there were a few months ago. The, uh, let me kind of give you a, let me kind of give you an idea of that. Um, in December of 2018. There were 465 funds that were in this stock. By December of 2019, a year later, there were 458. So that was okay. But September of this year, there were only 195 in it. So I suspect by December of this year, there will be probably probably only about 115 to 120 funds in this. The funds are selling this one. I don't think you want to be. I don't think you want to be in a, a sinking boat. This is a sinking boat. Now things can change. The market can change. The oil business can change. But right now, I don't think you want to be in the stock. Thank you so very much. It's, I've run about an hour, and I appreciate everybody. Happy Friday thirteenth. Never, I never thought I would say that, but Happy Friday the thirteenth. If you want to get uh, our action trade it's super easy to do. All you have to do is go to. Um, to to, to to www.dallastradingfloor.com. And, uh, you know, it's super easy. Uh, first and last name and subscribe and you'll be on the list. Of course, you can get off of it anytime you want. We don't sell the list or anything like that. And uh, I hope to see you all on Monday. Uh, happy trading and, uh, you know, be careful out there. And, uh, you know, it looks like, uh, you know, we may see the market move higher in this next week i think that we're still in the bottoming process be careful with your trades uh, but happy trading